Andre Sokovia Show. Thank you for tuning into the program, everyone. I am Andres Segovia, the Honest Broker. In this episode, I conclude my interview with my first personal trainer, Shayna. If you missed out on part one, I recommend you go back and listen to part one before diving into part two. A quick recap for those that were listening last time. Uh, Shayna told us her journey and how she ultimately came to California, mostly how she ended up getting into body competitions and ultimately going through a transformation process thereafter in her life of fitness. Before I can dive into that, I got a couple of announcements to make. Uh, the first one is regarding returning to Real Estate Talk. Real Estate Talk will resume in the next episode. Uh, stay tuned to the program though, because every now and then on Thursdays, I do drop some public service announcements and expect more of that as we get closer to the primary election and then ultimately to the general election because there's a lot of stuff that's happening and I'm gonna be doing a bigger effort to try to cover some of the more municipal level items that are happening because they are affecting those regions specific and I will be covering some of this in the next episode to give you a teaser of what's coming so make sure you don't miss out on that and the second announcement is this. Uh, more people than ever worry about money retirement and their financial future and yet so few address these challenges this reason is that many people believe the only path to financial security and retirement is to save a lot of money and because they are unable to do this they believe there is nothing more they can do and this is simply not true there are different avenues for you to be able to not only get out of debt but also grow your wealth and i can tell you how to do so if that's one of the things you've been looking for your life because remember financial planning is everything and the whole reason why I started these interviews about commitment and such is because if you committed yourself to bettering your financial situation this year, this could be one of the avenues for you. So I invite you, please, to go to my website, www.segoviares.com. That's segoviares.com. So you can see all the contact information to be able to reach out to me. So you can book an appointment with me so we can discuss. If you want to call or text me, my number is 714-512-2041, 714-512-2041. You can let me know that you listened to my show and that you heard this here on my program and that you want to sit down and discuss with me how you can better financial plan your future future, especially through real estate. And if it's right for you, if it's your time, if it's not your time, I'm not one of those that push one way or another. It's about tailoring to your needs. And that's what I do. And to recap, my real estate license number is 01909449. For legal reasons, I got to tell you all that. Okay. All right. Let's pick up where we left off in part two of my interview with Shayna. Yeah, I caught the last round on oh, you Instagram did? Live. Yeah. yeah, one of your friends was doing Instagram Yeah, my live. brother went on Instagram Live so that people could see and my parents, <laughs> oh, you know. So, um, so yeah, I was I was glad that everyone got to, to see. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that was cool. There's a punchline here, though. Oh. So <laughs> how, did you, how did you take the result? I know, pun intended. How did you take the result? Not, not like, oh, did the judge run or when, when the... Because we can't undo whatever happened. Yeah. So... The question for you is, as someone that's trained, you're goal-oriented to get to, to where you got. When the result didn't go your way, how did you, how did you process that? So uh, it went to decision. So, you know, obviously, of course, we wanted the win. Um, there were some things that happened in the second and third round of the fight that... <clears throat> so the, kind of the way the judges score, like... I, I knew because she finished in the last 10 seconds of the second round, the last 10 seconds, uh, well, probably, I would say the last 10 seconds of the second round and the last, 
you know, maybe 20, 30 seconds of the third round, she picked up the pace a little bit more mm. because, and a lot of fighters do that because they know that if they finish the round strong, it looks better to the judges. So it influences their scoring. Um, how each round started out, I came out strong. She was able to pace herself and she would always finish strong as I was finishing a little gassed, you know, a little like a little tired, a little slower. And so I kind of knew that I kind of just felt like, like she had won, you know, um, two of the three rounds because of that. And I was kind of surprised though, after the, after it ended that they had taken so long with the scorecards because usually, you know, if it was like very obvious, you know, like, um, then they're quick, you know, with the scorecards. So I was kind of like, I was like, man, why are they taking so long? Like what's going on? And just get it over with. But apparently it was pretty close. Um, when I talked to some people later, they're like, oh yeah, it was pretty close, you know? And I was like, really? I was like, cool. But you know, there weren't really any like, like she didn't really land any big shots on me like that I remember, except for one, and I'll talk about that one in a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, so I, I kind of wasn't surprised by the, the decision, the judge's decision, but I was bummed because, you know, always looking back, you, I'm like, man, I, I could have just given a little more, mm -hmm. you know, in those last 10, 20 seconds of the round when I, cause they do the 10 second uh, clap or they like make a noise, the mm -hmm. 10 seconds to let the fighters know they have only 10 seconds left before mm -hmm. the bell. And I just wish I would have given just a little bit more, but I think, you know, overall, like it was such a great experience. We were pretty evenly matched. Mm -hmm. um, the fight was good. You know, she, she was a striker. I'm more of a wrestling jujitsu person and <laughs> we, we stood and, and we banged it out, you know, like, and it didn't go to the ground at all. I think for sure if it, if I was, would have been able to finish some of the takedown attempts that I, that I did, that I definitely would have won. Mm -hmm. Um, but her, her takedown defense was really good and I was struggling to finish the takedowns. Um, and I think she probably knew because, uh, I, you know, the fighters do research on their opponents sometimes. And yeah. my jujitsu is like much, much better than my striking. My striking is like, okay, for, you know, how long I've been training. But, um, yeah, she definitely did not want to take it to the ground. Like even when she uh, caught one of my kicks and dumped me on the ground, she didn't want to come down. She let me stand up. Uh -huh. So... Um, even her coach was like, she kind of started to come toward me and her coach was like, no, no. And like, so she backed out and then <laughs> let me stand up. <laughs> um, but you know, like overall, like I was just so happy to be there. I was still smiling at the end, you know, and, and even after the decision, I was just, I was stoked, you know, it was, you know, you win some, you lose some. Of course, yeah. I wish I would have won, but you know, on to the next. What is the next one? So I'm thinking, um, so at the end of the third round, probably like the last 20 seconds, um, she had, I had my back up against the cage and I, uh, was not blocking my face mm -hmm. enough. So when you block punches and you're turned, you need to block like this so they can't hit you in the jaw or the nose. So like you're my opponent, yeah. uh, I was blocked like this and she punched and I had my hand like this and she oh. punched through and hit my nose. Yeah. And um, broke it. I didn't know it was broken at that moment, but um, 
So she landed that shot and then I ducked in for a takedown to get my face away from her mm -hmm. and, um, you know, broke my nose after, after the bell rang, I kind of reached up, touched my face and I was like, Oh, okay. It kind of bent in that way. And I was like, Oh, shit. you know, I, my nose is broke, but I, I was like hoping that it wasn't and that I was just imagining it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, yeah. and, but I could just feel the pressure, you know, so I knew it was broken. I was just hoping that it didn't look too terrible. Um, so I had to take some time off to recover. I took probably two, three months off and then just started getting back into training now. Mm -hmm. Um, like month, maybe th two, three weeks ago. So the next one will be, um, probably September, October around the same time. Oh, wow. Um, just because I, I wanted to take a little time off, you know, um, with the injury, I had to take time off, unfortunately. Yes, and then, yeah. um, now I'm just kind of focusing on like some work projects and some things, um, some financial goals that I have and fighting takes up a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like five, six hours a day of training. So, um, I kind of like the beginning of the year, I was like, okay, well I'll work on these business goals first. And then after, you know, the second half of the year, I'll figure out like when I'm going to fight, but I'm thinking probably like September, October yeah. again, but maybe sooner. I want to get two in this year. Yeah. So, uh, the goal is to not get injured the first one yes, so that I can fight fairly, fairly quickly after, gotcha. you know, um, probably would have fought in January or February of this year if I wouldn't have been injured, but. Okay. So, uh, cause uh, you, you posted uh, a lot of your stories and that's kind of how we basically stay connected through the social media, mostly Instagram. Um, the way you bounce back from that is what I found inspiring. Because it's considered defeat. And as close as the decision was, still, like, it didn't go your way. And every time you look in the mirror, you're reminded. Oh, that. even now. I'm like, yeah. oh, damn. Like, right. certain angles, like, you can't really tell. It healed very, uh, very straight compared to what it looked like the day of. Yeah. But I still got, like, a little bump there that I'm always like, ugh. But I'm definitely not getting a nose job um, until I'm done fighting. I'll, you know, once I'm done, then I'll probably get one just because vanity, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, which is which is what kind of, kind of digressing on my side of it. It was like based on what uh, um, the competitions that, that you were, those body competitions you were involved in. So like, mm -hmm. wait, wait, you want to destroy the temple? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> people always ask me that, and you know, like the biggest thing is like people are like, well, what about your face? You want to fight? What about your face? And I'm like, I'll still have a face after. So you might like, like oh, what if you get like, yeah. you know? But I'm like. You know, like I get what people are saying, but that wasn't ever like a factor of like, oh, well, what if I, you know, break a break this or that? And it's like, well, it's kind of the appeal that it's dangerous. You know, like that's kind of what makes it so exciting. No, and, and that's well, and that's kind of what I get it because I found that surprising. I didn't know that you were training to that until right after I left No Choose. Uh, and no excuse fitness um, because that's when you talked about doing it. Mm -hmm. You had kind of whispered it, but we're still getting to know one another, right? But then I'm like, oh, she wants to do what now? I thought maybe because Nick was influencing you at the, one of the other <laughs> trainers there because yeah. he, he did the same. And, yeah. and it just by the way, Nick is the one who taught me how to breathe. That's like I had almost everything down, everything that I was sucking in, like resistance training, uh, strength training, uh, getting the postures right. Like, okay, I need to get the postures right and, and the form over function. Remember that. So that's what I kept telling myself. It's quality over quantity. Yeah. 
And I kept struggling with my breathing cycle. Every time we would go out for a run, I was like, oh my goodness, two minutes in, like, I'm done, man. Yeah. So how am I supposed to get to 5K? Because I was training for a 5K. And just two sessions with Nick. He's like, dude, this is what I'm yeah. MMA, man. You got to go ready. You only got 15 seconds. Like, All right, then I told him, you train me that way while I'm here. It's yeah. like, it's only half an hour, but kick my butt, man. And mm-hmm. that's it. Oh, I only train maybe Breathing two, is two, everything. Yes. Yeah. That's how I build my endurance. So I couldn't do the 5K. I got sick. Sadly, so I missed out on that. Mm-hmm. But I was able to do a tornado, which was a one and a half hour, um, I guess tri- triathlon or whatever they call it. Uh, three different, three different uh, workouts. It was a um, distance, uh, which we're going to do the treadmill because we did it at the gym. So it was a distance on on, on the tread, distance road, and then um, reps. And we all had the different levels to choose from. I was the only one that chose vigorous. It's like, oh, we got our only guy doing the vigorous. And like, how come no one else is doing this? <laughs> so, and I, I finished it. And I finished it in, right before the, I guess you could say the bell hit the 90-minute mark. But I'm the only one that did it. I'm very proud of that medal. That's so, awesome. Good for so, you. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's like my, yeah. my accomplishment. There's like, I, I finally did it. So I'm still Good trying to you. get like to a 5K eventually. But I'll probably do it like as a family thing instead of a, a goal thing. Mostly because of where I want to be. Uh, athletic, yeah. yes. Um, but uh, it's maybe not so much where I'm gonna damage my knees because <laughs> yeah. you gotta run on concrete and that's just tough. So yeah. no, but uh, bringing it all back, uh, I, I didn't, um, I didn't know that you would get into something like that because mm-hmm. you, your bio that the, that, the, that you put up and then um, from from what I saw of you, so that's like okay, I want to see where this goes. So the way you bounced back was was very inspiring. Uh, how how you taken? I was like, yeah, man, I'm ready for the next one because I remember when you posted your video of when you got injured. Um, I don't know if it was during training that you got injured, but that's like the most depressed I've ever seen you on social media. Oh. You had posted a video and you were very like, oh my goodness, like holy smoke, my heart goes up for her. That's uh, what Richie was like, hey, maybe we could meet up for coffee or something. Because you, you took it pretty hard and I, I kind of encouraged you, like, hey, why don't you look to see if there's different techniques to train through an injury? No, because people want to somehow do it. I had to learn to do it. I injured myself two or three times in the past 18 months. I think last summer was the, the harshest one. Uh, not that I, I, I tore anything, but uh, not that time. <laughs> but uh, I definitely pulled the glute and it took forever to recover. Mm, yeah. so like, and, and that killed everything for me. So I'm like, well, at least I could still do some kind of Pilates. And so I did do Pilates. A lot of stretching was involved. So for lack of a better description, it was yoga and uh, um, core work. So at least I kept that. And nutrition is 80% of everything. So it's like, that's what I kept to. But I, I always have those two in mind. The, that moment when you, you realize that, crap, this is my big setback. Versus, hey, the next day is like, hey, I lost, but thank you for all support. I have the two different mindsets completely. I'm like, hmm. there she's ready to go get it, get at him oh, again. I don't remember which video you're talking about. You were you were sitting on some steps, and you—that's like the saddest face I've ever seen you put. It's like, oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. That's when I hurt my knee at a jujitsu tournament, and yeah, um, yeah, but did you watch the whole video? Yeah, I did. You said you're gonna bounce back. Um, oh yeah, because the the video in in that video, I was talking about how. Just because you're injured in one area doesn't mean you should just sit around and do nothing. Exactly. And I was like, I'm gonna do other things, and you know, I can still work upper body and abs and like all that, you know, like and just. I think like that one, because I I, I had like lined up these tournaments like back to back, and I had just got back into competing because I was injured earlier that year, and mm-hmm. so I was all like, man, I can't believe I'm out again, and 
you know, I was bummed because I wanted to keep competing. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to make this video because I want people to know, like, even I get hurt and then, You're you know, but I'm still going to do something, you know, like I'll go in and do upper body or work core or, you know, whatever. But yeah, I remember that one. I, I think I still have that one up on my Instagram. I, yeah, because I, I think it was a little longer. It wasn't just like a... Yeah, it was like a 10 minute like a, little clip yeah, or Yeah, no, I, I remember yeah. seeing that, but like I said, I never saw that. I, I, you didn't make that face after your <laughs> tournament. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, you mean after my, my like, MMA fight? Yeah, because yeah, like, like, that's why I, I, I compare and contrast. Because like, I could tell a setback. And in the in the face of defeat's a different story. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm ready to go back at it. And it's like some people relate to sports a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So my team happens to be the New England Patriots. So if I ruffle feathers, there it is. But... <laughs> The, the the comeback against the Falcons is what inspired me to change when I saw uh, Tom Brady's uh, regimen. So I'm I'm wholly into his what he's called TB12 method, mm -hmm. except the eating part. I'm not that restrictive, but I enjoy a lot of the things that he enjoys. Like yeah, cool, but yeah, I believe in weights, man. He doesn't doesn't really believe in weights. Okay, but to incorporate what you can, right? Yeah. The next year to lose that stupid against the Eagles, we we gave him the Super Bowl. Oh. Yeah, we, you're, you're losing me because I don't even watch football. It's okay. <laughs> I'm the, like, um... We, the, the Patriots went to the Super Bowl three years in a row. Mm -hmm. We won against the Falcons, the most incredible comeback some call in sports history. I'm on the top four greatest sporting comebacks in world sports history. The next year, we lose stupidly to the Philadelphia Falcons. I mean, the Eagles. And the next year, we have the greatest team effort to win against the Rams, which was... It, that end of it is inspiring, but I go back to having one in the, in the jaws of defeat because we had to go to overtime, the only overtime Super Bowl game ever played, and we were losing 28 to 3. It's like, dude, there's only 17 minutes left. It's like, yeah, right. Mathematically, you can come back, and they did. This is amazing. But then the, the next year, to lose, and that was depressing. I'm like, dude, this was ours to win. There was no reason for us to lose, but we, we lost it. To then bounce back and win again. And the Eagles, did they make it to the playoffs that year? So the, that, that's the mindset that we're kind of honing down to, basically, in this entire conversation, in that we're all going to run into setbacks. We have work for, for those that, uh, that work um, as, as either running their own companies or work as accountants or tax agents of sorts. Spring is the worst. And that's normally when people really start getting into spring training. Oh, season's changing. We don't have to be locked inside the house somewhere. We're in California. It doesn't really matter. But that, that's always that. And for me, the worst of it is after November, it's just December, I don't get to enjoy the holidays. Work is a pain in the butt. Because you're racing to get the stuff done for the year and prepare for the next year. And then once that closes up, you're dealing with taxes. Now you're still dealing with taxes coming in end of January, early February to make sure everything's in order. It's a pain in the butt. And because you're dealing with insurance, uh, whether you, uh, they do what is called audits at the beginning or the end of the year, that alone to coordinate is just annoying as well. So if your ducks are in order, you can get your, your business license suspended. And that's the kind of stuff you're facing all the time. Or the worst thing, you don't want to face an IRS audit just because you forgot one stupid receipt. So all those things can take into your time, like it has into mine. And it could eat into meal prepping if you can't do it yourself. Uh, like, okay, I can't do it, so I'll get a meal prep company. And you're working with deadlines, meal prep companies work on deadlines. Missed it. I'm speaking for myself here. It's like, I missed the deadlines. Okay, fine, crap. I'll have to do it myself. I'll go shopping for groceries. Oops, I forgot. So now I screwed up my nutrition. 
and I cannot put in my, my, my workout because I'm too busy in the office. So I'm like, dude, setbacks. How do you bounce back from that? And that's, and that's what you're, you're doing, the, the, the physical explanation of things, and I'm giving you the, um, I guess what, what people would feel like, if, if you're a nine to five job, for example, that's the typical thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I know you're a business owner, even worse, because there is no time off. So it's like, how do you bounce back from that? And I hit my setbacks. I, I've hit some depression, and I, I think I mentioned this uh, um, off the, uh, before we started recording, where I, I hit that, that roadblock where I feel I'm not where I want to be physically. I, don't, I look in the mirror, it's like, where are the results? And I feel better after my, my physical checkups, like, oh, I'm on the right path. You know, I needed that reassurance. So um, I guess the question is, what keeps you going? You know, like, like I said in my like kind of transformation story before when I put on that weight like and I decided to change it was I was tired of feeling a certain way so I wanted to change and you know exercise for me has been it's it helps me feel good you know to to be very simple uh you know like you know, it's my, it's beyond the vanity thing. Like, yes, looking in shape and athletic is a good goal, right? We all want to like look athletic, but you know, like I think feeling good, everything starts with how you feel. Yeah. And from my eating to my exercise, I, you know, in the beginning when I first started, it started out as I want to look good. I want to, you know, it's a, it's a very like vanity or, or whatever superficial like I kind of yeah. I want to look good I want to be healthy and and now it's like I just I want to feel good I want to feel good I want to I want to have a sharp brain I want to be quick-witted I want to be able to make decisions I want to have control over my emotions as much as possible and when you're eating healthy and you're exercising you know it's it helps you to feel good to have a clear mind no brain fog um, or at least less, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like I eat healthy because it makes me feel good. I can think clearly, I can make good decisions. I can make good business decisions and I exercise because same reason it makes me feel good. It helps, you know, it helps everything else to fall into place, you mm -hmm. know? And so when I eat healthy and I exercise, I feel good. When I feel good, I do good and I can do good out in the world and I can help other people better. I can be my best self, but it starts with me. Like if I'm not my best, how am I going to help other people do anything? Not just in fitness and nutrition, but how am I going to talk to my friend if she's, you know, going through some personal problems and needs some help? Like if I feel crappy because I have a poor diet or you know, I'm drinking all the time or I'm smoking or whatever. Like, am I going to be able to be my best self for her or for my friend? Or, you know, that's just a small example, but, yeah. and nothing against people who drink and smoke and eat poorly. Okay. But just to, you know, um, right. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but you know, like those things just don't make me feel good over time. Maybe eating poorly or drinking alcohol and I've done all of it, you know, mm -hmm smoking, drinking, eating bad, feels good in the moment. It's a very short-lived satisfaction. As soon as you're done with the cigarette or as soon as you're done with the donut, now, I definitely eat donuts. No, we, that, we know that. Yeah, you, you can't <laughs> have a donut in there. <laughs> but, in, but, you know, like, you know, it's like those things are very short-term satisfaction, right? The long-term, I'm in it for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And what keeps me going is that, man, 
man, I just, I can get so much more done. I feel good. And, you know, uh, being healthy on the outside, like looking fit is just like a side effect of that, you know? And, um, it's cause you made it a lifestyle. The, it became your lifestyle, like you mentioned before when you did the um, the, the body competitions and stuff. Before you're waking, mm-hmm. yeah, you look great. You didn't feel great. You couldn't eat the stuff. And and that was body. an extreme, another extreme. So like, yeah, maybe then when I was doing that extreme hardcore dieting, maybe I looked good. I I was in the best shape of my life, quote unquote. But I didn't feel good. You know, I was hungry all the time, and I was. You couldn't enjoy life. Yeah, I wasn't happy. So it was just the opposite extreme of eating badly, was eating way too healthy, right? Because you're just, you're miserable. Like, who wants to be around a miserable person? Who cares what they look like? You know, if you're miserable, you're miserable. And so it was the opposite end of that spectrum was, you know, just I still didn't feel good. And so how I live my life now, I eat healthy because eating healthy food helps me to feel happier and eating food and sugary food a lot of it too many days in a row makes me feel depressed and sad and tired and I don't like feeling depressed and sad and tired I want to feel happy and energized and and smart you know and eating healthy literally helps me feel smarter <laughs> and, and I and then I think based on what, what you shared it, it provides perspective into what the what commitment actually means um, if for anywhere that, that, that that's out there putting up like oh this year I want to do this it's like that's one step take it a year at a time if you want but mm-hmm. like you did you well and, and even out. to reference like what you were saying how like oh i i didn't uh order my meal preps in time you know i didn't put in my order so i missed it for this week and they're not going to get delivered and oh i forgot to go to the grocery store and it's already monday morning now crap what am i gonna do i have to work and my schedule's too busy it's like figure that part out like but you learn okay i gotta have systems in place so just like for me, I've always done my my own meal prep for years now. Well, lately I've been busier and I'm tired of cooking and cleaning. So I finally, finally started ordering meal preps again from a company that does it, um, iconmeals.com. And, <laughs> and um, so it helps me. It's clean, healthy food. It's the same type of food I would be cooking at home. And man, just like setting up that system, credit card order, place my order done. Mm. They deliver it every week. I don't have to go back and like put in a new order. I just have the same stuff every week because how I look at my food is like, I don't need to thoroughly enjoy every meal. I just need it to be, to taste good, to be healthy and to fuel me. Mm. If I'm going to enjoy a meal that's off the meal, meal preps, then it's going to be when I go out for my girlfriend's birthday on Saturday or something. And I don't have to be on a diet for the party because I've been on meal preps all week and you don't have to eat the same thing every day. I'm a person, I just don't care because I just, I like to be efficient in everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, the type of person that I, I don't care about eating the same thing every day. I can do that for a long time, at least a few weeks, you know? And in a sense, we kind of already do. So it's yeah. like, dude, just, it's, it's okay. Yeah. And, and I'd rather just not think about it that much because I, I have so many other things to think about. So I order my, my food. It's delivered every Friday. I'm good. So that's one system that's just in place, ready to go. Now they do have their stuff set up to where I could order different foods for different days of the week mm-hmm. if you want. So that's like totally an option, but it's basically, it's a subscription. It's ordered. It's done. It doesn't ever stop unless I go in and stop it. 
So that system is in place. The other system that's in place is like, I've learned over time making the mistakes that like from this time to this time I'm working out. And that is a, an appointment with myself that I stick to. Now, have I ever veered from it? Yes. Have I ever been mad at myself because I veered from my workout schedule to fit in another appointment or a client, mm -hmm. you know, even my clients don't get to interrupt my training session. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm booked at that time and have another time. And you know, that's just something, a system I put in place for myself. I know not everybody can do that. Um, every week, uh, the last probably six months to a year, my schedule has been different now. So I have to plan my workouts on Sunday for the upcoming week. And I have to do that every week. So I don't have like a set schedule every week now, mm -hmm. yeah. like I used to. Um, but the point is, is that I do schedule it. Mm -hmm. So like whether it's, you know, Sunday or whatever day I put it in the, literally in my Google calendar, I finally, finally started using the digital calendar. Hallelujah. I know. Right. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> 2020. Apple, that's what Apple does to I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I've always been a person who likes to write it down and I'm like, oh man, I forgot my planner. It's at home or it's wherever. Guess what? I never forget my phone. Mm -hmm. So I put my workouts in my calendar. Meal prep is delivered every Friday. And you know, those two systems I put in place when they're in place, everything else falls into place, you know? So as I am, I brought it up and I think one of my first episodes talked about commitment and that's just mm -hmm. it because when I wanted to lose weight, my big thing was that I was planning for the long haul when it came to my fitness life. But I knew that the number one component of all that, because life happens, you're traveling, you injure yourself, mm -hmm. God forbid, something just comes up, take a good time, work. Mm -hmm. Nutrition was going to be the most important part for me. That's why I, I devoted my attention to that first. I got that in check, not the, not the cauliflower, but you know what, I got everything <laughs> else in check. All the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's when it, it came full circle when I was coming into fitness, because I knew it was going to happen that if I didn't get that done right, if I didn't incorporate my transition with fitness property to incorporate, because I was just going to, uh, most people that do that program and don't incorporate fitness, they'll just uh, start reintroducing foods to themselves. Mm -hmm. The problem is, and I did rapid weight, uh, rapid weight loss. Not everybody does it like I did. I went extreme. I went below my coach's recommended. Like, yeah, 1,200, 1,300 calories. I was doing 900 calories. I could live off it, and I did. I proved it. But some people were like freaked out. It's like, oh, you, you got to bump it up. It's like, I know what I'm doing. And I proved it to them. I knew what I was doing. But I also knew the trade-off. That if I didn't transition right, rapid weight gain, and I was going to have a hard time coming, getting back to that. Mm -hmm. So I was scared to death of that. So when I was transitioning, I wanted to incorporate the, the, um, the fitness level properly as I was reintroducing foods because as I went from no muscle to muscle, I knew that I'll be able to incorporate the foods properly as I increase my intensity in my workouts. And that's exactly what I did. So there was a, um, in the, my heaviest training, um, I, was, I was eating 4,500 calories a day, uh, proper breakdown of macros of all sorts, uh, carbs, fats, and, and protein. And I was still losing weight. And that was the best that I felt until the dreadful April came around where work got in the way. I was still doing everything right except sleep that's the one component i missed out on i was getting about three and a half to four hours of sleep my my body fat went from 12.3 back to 21 and when it did i got depressed now you mean to tell me all the hard work of the past year and a half went out the window in not even a month 
it, it, it for me it was really hard to bounce back on from that because mm-hmm. psychologically it affected well, yeah the, the psychological part is harder like it's actually not as hard as we think but it's like oh my gosh like you know what you went through to get there right yeah and so it's like oh. you kicked my butt and then all that for what <laughs> just kidding but yeah that that's what ended up happening like my goodness it really disappointed me and i was uh, by this time i was with a different trainer because i was at a different gym but i told him what happened i was like dude man you know that's like that's like not working out right that what you just did and not sleeping like, yeah so so i told him like well look how about this sleep is everything I, how about i i increase my sleep time i cut my workout time in half increase intensity and I'm gonna cut my, my my calorie intake in half. It's like start there. I did that, and um, I haven't put off the stubborn fat, but I definitely uh, gained my, my muscle that I was hoping to gain. Um, and as I, every time I just like, well, I'm not exactly where I am, but I'm a lot better now than I feel a lot better now. And even with setbacks, like man, it's okay. It's the journey, and I'm gonna keep going. And I can, I have to give myself credit. When you have three little ones that sometimes wake you up at night, or, or even the, the wife that you know, needs help around the house, needs attention, like I, I, that it just happens, then I can't be you know, hurting, like kicking my own butt saying, where did I go wrong? It's like, dude, we all get 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You're managing as best you can. So way to go. Because now I'm not so hard on myself. Like yesterday, uh, um, I, I, instead of doing my workout, I decided to, the wife had a rough day. That sink was packed. I'm like, you know what? I'll wash the dishes instead. It took me an hour. But I, I took care of all that. I'm like, well, there goes a lot of my workout time. So I decided, you know, just to make it more efficient. And, and I also plan my workouts um, every week. And I alternate what I eat that week so I don't plateau on my foods. But also, depending on what kind of um, training I'm doing. And I'm mostly doing strength. But when I, I feel that I'm not recovering properly, so that's like, okay, I think I gotta switch to resistance in this case. Especially when I hurt my, my wrist, I'm like, oh my goodness, that, like, I can't lift. It's like, well, you can always do resistance training. So I did, but anyway, um, all that, in other words, learning to adapt. Mm-hmm. And that's what people can learn to do. And um, for those that are looking for a trainer, that's I'm like, you know what, you're, gonna, you're my first choice to, to talk about these things because you were my first trainer. <laughs> it wasn't by choice, but I'm so glad it was that way because look, yeah. t- over two years later, we're still in touch <laughs> and you're still inspiring me. Well, thank so, you. It's, I'm glad. It, glad. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, and, and you, you, are in a, you are a certified coach and officially are coaching people. Um, there are people that can join your program and every now and then you do some challenges, but uh, also I noticed some free circuits are available on Instagram mm-hmm. every now and then oh, yeah. too. I've been yeah. posting I think every Monday, Wednesday, Friday mm-hmm. on my story. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like some kind of circuit of something, but uh, we'll start getting more kind of organized with those posts even and there'll be, there'll be more. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. But for those that are interested in uh, getting a personal trainer, because uh, it the one-on-one helps. And mm-hmm. like for those listening, yes, it, she, it, you can think she's intimidating at first. <laughs> I'm not that intimidating. I'm really nice. Yeah, yeah. They just heard that you were able to kill somebody in the <laughs> ring. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, still, it's um, like cause that's that's a, that's the world that I thought I was walking into, and and you couldn't be more personable. 
Um, so for those for those that are interested, and you coach you coach uh, guys and girls, mm-hmm. so um, I, I know they'll be well serviced. But that's why I'm also interviewing a, a, a male trainer too for those that are still oh, okay. they, they won't get past their ego. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah, but for those that are when it doesn't work out with a male trainer, you guys can call me. I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of which, where can people follow you on the socials and what's your website so they can learn more about you? Yeah, um, my website is shanaleefit.com. It's S-H-A-N-A-L-E-I-G-H, fit. Um, and then my Instagram is shanaleefit, at shanaleefit. <laughs> Twitter, at shanaleefit. I think everything is pretty much shanaleefit. Um and, yeah. per, and, and for customs, whenever anybody, the all these links will be available at the show notes at www.theandresegovet.com, accompanying this episode. Uh, you'll get a copy of this link as well, so you can be able to spread it to everybody. Shana, once again, thank you so much for joining me on, on, on this podcast, and we'll do this again sometime. Yes, definitely. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of The Andres Segovia Show. Remember to like, share, and subscribe so you may be in the know. Follow me at all the socials. Links are available at my website, www.theandresegovia.com. For any real estate-related source, go to segoviares.com. That's segoviares.com. Any real estate-related questions you'd like featured on this program, reach me through the socials, especially Facebook. Remember to follow and to like. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next one.